Welcome to the Coaching Focus podcast. I'm Trayton Vance, CEO and founder of Coaching Focus. I've been coaching for over 25 years and I wanted to share that experience and those lessons learned with you. I will converse with fellow coaches, chief executive officers, senior leaders and HR professionals to bring you insight into how coaching is being used, the current thinking around coaching and new ideas that will hopefully ignite your thinking and help to facilitate coaching for a better tomorrow. So welcome. I'm again joined by two amazing individuals from Bath University. Um, So I'm going to let them introduce themselves very briefly. And then we're going to get into the discussion of their hopes and fears for becoming a leader within the world of work as young females. Hi, I'm uh, Shannon. I'm in my final year at the University of Bath studying sports management and I also teach yoga. Brilliant. Thank you, Shannon. Hi, I'm Sabrin and I'm a final year at University of Bath as well and I study international development of economics. Great. Thank you both. Well, thank you for joining me. So tell me about your hopes and fears as young women about to move from that campus to corporate world into the, the world of work and become leaders of our future. So one of my fears about entering the world of work as a young female is, I was just talking about this actually, and managing men that might be older than me, getting them to, so if they are set in their ways and I have a new idea and they might see me as just a younger girl, just trying to tell them what to do. And sometimes I've had in the past, some men have not responded very well to that for me. Okay, so yeah. a negative experience of... Where you've had that situation. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, so I was at a part-time job and someone did come back to work that I didn't really know before. He was quite a lot older than me and he had his own system. And I noticed that everybody else always had to accommodate their behaviour around him because he would snap if he wasn't happy with anything. He would swear, like lose composure. And then I wasn't really happy with that when I was put to work with him. So I told him this is my way this is the most efficient way and i need you to like meet me in the middle and he wasn't responding to that very well he expressed a concern to me and he wanted me to just agree with it and yeah he was saying that i was just a young girl that don't know what they were talking about okay so how did you manage that i repeated myself in a calmer way and i said no i heard you but i'm saying that your behavior is making other people uncomfortable and if the majority is saying that, then it means that you need to meet us in the middle and make things easier for everyone because it's not just about you. So there's, there's a team around you and we can't hold ourselves back for you. Great. So you sort of held your ground and were assertive back. Yeah, I was assertive, but I was collected. I didn't get triggered by his outbursts or tantrums or anything. I think sometimes, even if they're not, whether well, it's not just if they're a man or a woman, even if they're older than you, but you can see that they're losing composure sometimes if you're connected, you seem more mature. Okay, so what I'm hearing here, it's not just a fear of being a woman in the workplace as a leader, yeah, but also dealing being a younger, yeah, person within the workplace and having a, a leadership responsibility, yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah, Shannon. So, I think that. Promotion is very important to me. I think notoriously there is a gender pay cap that does exist to some extent. And people often roll their eyes when they hear that. But if you actually look at statistics, it is very real real and very prevalent. So 
I think for my line manager or for my employer, I would have to be quite clear because I think that a lot of people don't realise that part of the reason it exists is because often females may think that it's like quite rude or not in their nature to just assert themselves and to communicate where they want to go. So for my line manager or my employer, I would like to say, yes, I'm very happy in this role, but this is potentially where I'd want to be. And like, how can you help me get there? And what opportunities can you support me with? And what should I do? Like, so just really asking for much advice and as feedback as I can get and to just communicate to make sure that I'm going in a direction that I want to go and I'm happy to go there. And I think that as well as that, potentially further down the line, but it is an issue is that 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 balance between having a family and having a career because same as for men obviously there does reach a point where I think it's sort of sold to you as in you're sort of like sacrificing your career to now have a family and I think that that is something maybe I'm gonna have to worry about further down the line but it seems to almost be like a choice nowadays, but it would be really great if you could have more employers just accommodating that and understanding that and maybe having more adjustments in. It's difficult to know what it would look like, but... So what I'm hearing from you is two things, and one of those around assertiveness was picked up by yourself, Sabrina. If we may start with the first points about assertiveness, because if I heard you right, Mm -hmm. you talked about being assertive as a female may come across or have a different perspective yeah. if a male is assertive. So what, what are your fears around, if as a, as a female, as you were quite rightly assertive back to this individual, that that perspective would provide? Well, I'll give you an example to make it more real. So one of my friends was working for a major company and at the time she had been offered another role, but she decided to negotiate that role and she managed to negotiate a increase in her salary. I think it was about £10,000 and the males on her team got wind of this and immediately said to her, you were like a shark when you negotiated. And I found that really interesting because had that been a male, they would have been like, good for you, well done, you've done it. But because she's a female and she managed to do it, she was seen as like potentially like being aggressive, dominating. So I think it's just normalising the fact that also women can be ambitious. That doesn't mean they're not feminine. They have every right to do so just as much as men. And how do we normalise that? Sabrine, how do you think we can normalise that, that it's being assertive for both men and women is, is acceptable, if done in a calm way, as you outlined? I think one way I could answer that and also expand on Shannon's point about not as many women get promoted is also that when women do get promoted, I've heard a lot of people saying that to me that, oh, it'll be easier for you because you're a woman, so they need to promote a woman to meet the demands. I've had that said to me a lot. And not just women, if you're a person of colour, just a lot. I've heard that a lot. And I think it's more making putting less emphasis on just like diversity and equality just because I feel like when you're overemphasized on that when it kind of diminishes the promotion sometimes you get you give people ground to suspect that it's only because of who you are and not because as a woman I'm just as ambitious as hardworking and me being a woman has nothing to do with it yeah okay but how do you get rid of that perception and that attitude 
that you only got promotion because you're a woman. What, 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 what would you ask organisations to consider or think about in doing? Possibly raising more awareness about it. Okay. Yeah. Well, looking look at the value that maybe having more women could have. Yeah. Like you're not doing it because you're like ticking a box. You're not employing someone because they're disabled and because that will mean that you're inclusive. But understanding the benefits, yes, like having a potentially like a dyslexic employee could mean that you have more creative results. Could mean like more more innovation for example like look at like the benefits and recognize that they are a valuable resource and they're adding to your, your team they're not just adding to inclusivity there's also like added benefits to it yeah so having a diverse uh, employees adds yeah. to the creativity innovation the ideas that can come forth yeah and i think a good mixture of that across all levels whether that's age or gender or whatever that that might be yeah great i think also Normally, a lot of events for women, woman-related events, is that only attended by women. So it would be good to have something that involves the entire team. Yeah. Like, like seeing more men support women, and like sort of like speaking about women's value. So because it's always, I feel like it's mainly very woman-centric. Okay. Yeah. So it's women talking about women yeah. where you want yeah. men, men to be involved yeah. and, yes. and have that conversation to, to educate yeah. and engage and yeah. raise yeah. the understanding and perspective of the different views. Yeah. As sad as it is, I think a man's voice will be more influential for everybody because like, it is a very men-dominated industry, like the corporate sector. Yeah. So I think it would have a bigger impact than just having women talking at men and then inspiring women. Okay, yeah, so bringing both genders together yeah. to understand each other's perspective, yes, uh, and accommodate that space and those understand those differences, yeah. etc. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think it's important to remember that we're talking about harmony here. We're not trying to like, like Sabrina yeah. was saying, like we're yeah. not trying to like alienate anybody. Like we want like men on, we want men on men Marty. on board. We want like you know more inclusivity. We want more equality, and that's. It's not just for, for women, it could be like invisible diversity, like we're talking about men as well here from maybe like low income backgrounds or if they have something that's not like visible to the, visible to the eye. So it's feeding back to the ideas that we've learned on the course, which is you're not just going to lower the curve, you're going to look at each employee and try figure out what their needs are yeah and accommodate, accommodate everybody's needs yeah and make it fair and equitable and yeah for, for everybody yeah yeah okay um, and what are your hopes for the future we talked about some of the fears and concerns what are the hopes i mean my hope for the future is for one day to do what you're doing so as like like because we, we don't see many women giving leadership courses for example or teaching other people to be. It would be nice to teach people of all genders and backgrounds how to be a leader. And me being a woman won't have too much emphasis on why, like how I got there. Mm. Although it, you can never like erase it, but also like I get to a point where I don't have to say, oh, I'm a woman in this, I'm a woman in that. It's just I'm teaching people how to just be a legitimate leader. Yeah, I'm, like, a, I'm a human being, I'm yeah, a person. Yeah, yeah, I think that's my hope. Okay, great. And for you, Shannon? I think that we're speaking about these issues from a distance right now, but they are very, very real right now. So I think that my hope is that in the future when I am a leader and then I'm imparting like the baton to the next generation, that it's in a better state than how I received it. Great. And, and that's a nice link to 
my final question, if I may, which is around coaching for a better tomorrow. And you mentioned a better state. Yeah. So what does coaching for a better tomorrow mean to you both? It means making a positive difference. Okay. And that difference being? Prioritising the individual. Rather than? Profit. Profit. <laughs> profit. Okay. But like it's rather than, it's, it's more it's more than just profit. It's like looking at, looking at, yes, profit is very important. Yes, meeting all that is very important. But like what is, what is your why? What is the core purpose of the company? It's really understanding that. And then it's putting people first at the, at the, at the, at the very most important core of it. It should be people and it's not just the people within your company. It's also thinking about like wider society, what impact, what value is your company doing? Is it bringing, is it making the world a better place? Like it's understanding the repercussions of that. Great. And also within the people within your company, that's really important as well because they all obviously have families and if you treat them well, that's going to have impacts on every area of their lives. And for you, Sabrina? For me, I think because we live in a world that's constantly changing really fast. I think it's more important to ask the right questions rather than always just looking for answers or providing answers to show that you know better. I think I'll giving people the space to grow and ask the right questions for themselves. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So Sabrina, Shannon, thank you so much. It's a real pleasure. Mm-hmm.